It's time once again for a journey inside the twisted minds and unfiltered voices of your favorite sisters. Jamie? Who do you think I am? Stop staring at me. I didn't fuck your husband. Go away. And Paula. Why do you have to be so mentally ill? Why? And now prepare yourself for the ugly truth. Welcome, welcome to the ugly truth. Episode 38. I used to be a 38. I'm not a 38 anymore. 38 as an age, 38 as no. a bra size. Bra size. Oh. I am I'm I'm down a bra size, which is very really? good. Really? I told you I'm a 36 now. Wow. Yeah, so my doctor's very happy with me. Oh. Okay. Uh yes, welcome to the Ugly Truth, episode 38. Ugh! Ugh! Hey, that's better than your uh, mantra from last week. Well, I think I've gotten my Hindu out of my system, so. Yes, well, I think we I think we're all we're all beyond that now. We're past it. Yes. Uh, welcome. I would like to welcome our new listeners. We actually have a lot of new listeners. We've um, Our consistency has improved mm-hmm. in downloads. Mm-hmm. And we would think that it's attributed to our iHeartRadio listeners. So welcome to our new listeners. If you have not listened to our previous episodes, you can get those on iHeartRadio or on our website, uglytruth.com, mm. U-G-L-E-E truth.com. So welcome, welcome to our new people. We are hopeful that you will come back every week. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're very thrilled to have our regular listeners. We know you're out there. You give us our feedback and we really appreciate it. Yes, we do adore our athletic supporters. And thank we you, do. Nigeria, for going strong. Woo! Woohoo! Still our number one foreign country! Yay! Wherever you are, young prince that's single and is going to come marry me one day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bark like a dog. I like whatever you like. Yep. I want whatever you want. You could never be married to a prince from Nigeria. Why? Because you're not trained to serve your man. But Isn't it, that the whole thing with royalty? Can't I have like slaves or servants? Yeah, you know, washes the royal <laughs> penis or whatever. Concubines. Yes. The royal penis is cleansed The official now. bathers. Yes, yeah. the official bathers. I mean, I'll do what I have to do, but I mean, you know, for the most part. You can you can uh, vendor that stuff out. Well, right. It's outsourcing, delegating. A good leader always delegates. A good woman of the home delegates all of the duties that are not savory. You should move your cheese for scratch and sniff or whatever that hey. stupid 12-minute manager book was. Or Move your cheese? Oh, it was a... What? You know those like few minute manager books or whatever they're called. I don't remember. Like oh yeah. I okay, never that so crap. they wrote a series, that. a bunch of them, and then there was something called like "Who Moved My Cheese" or I don't really know what oh, it was. Oh, you know. Okay. I yes. Can, I can't honestly believe people get paid to write things like that. It just sounds like crazy talk. You know. Well, you know what? Now that uh, this is the proverbial, you know, industrial revolution, and this is management, and these are your employee populations, which are represented by a rat named Scratch. And a mouse named Sniff <laughs> and Cheese would be the, you know, oh forward progress. And, you know, so you sit in a half day long session about, you know, learning about rats and cheese and how it relates to business. And I'm like, oh, my God. I would not do well. Why then? I'm I would like, not I do pee, well. I drink too much coffee. And you're not even listening anymore. You're like, know. just give me the highlights. I'm just like, I wonder what we're having. Are we having catered lunch? Do you think they do it at 1130 <laughs> or do they think you do it at noon? I don't really know. The agenda is kind of vague. You know, so I'm like, not I wonder even if I can get out of I'm here just... at four o'clock. I wonder if I said I had a doctor's appointment Shuffling today. Through, right. And then I'm like, gosh, if we get out of here early, then I could actually like say, OK, we can't get out any sooner than three, because if we do, then I'll probably have to go back to the office. But it's like right. after three, it's like, eh, I'm just going to call it a day and then I'll get home exactly. early. And these are managers and 
leaders. That's what everybody's thinking this about. This is what we're thinking during your trainings. That's right. This has literally nothing to do with anything. We don't That's care why, about who moved no the one cheese. Learns. Depending on what you serve for lunch, we might be concerned about cutting the cheese. But... Uh, or if, and God forbid there's onions on the sandwiches that everybody got catered from Laboo because it's close and cheap no. and they can put it on a platter. Usually my trainings have been at hotels or they'll, so they'll have a catering company. But now, you know, being gluten intolerant, I can't eat anything. Yeah. And then they always provide that hideous, uh, you know, house bottled water, the no brand <laughs> bottled water that right. tastes terrible. And then it's the like, would you guys of- do have some, some maid in the back, just fill up a bunch of empty bottles and cap right. it up and give it to you? And then, and then there's the big banquet plate of like stale cookies that, you know, the, and the doily looks so oily and soiled, like it hasn't <laughs> been replaced per the last banquet. Right. And there's crumbs. And so you're just like, well, I guess I'll eat a chocolate chip cookie. I mean, this one looks <laughs> safe. And you take a bite and lose your tooth. Well, all right. And I usually... You know, definitely not a uh, Toll House cookie, no. which would be insulting because you're just like, oh, who really who opens a can of Oreos and just puts these out there or whatever <laughs> or jar bag or whatever they're called. Not the local hotels. You know? But then you also make concessions. You're thinking, well, it was a free seminar. I mean, what did I expect? And isn't it funny how we can create backstories over literally nothing? I we literally created a whole scenario over Nigeria. That is a. Re- oh. <laughs> I was like, how did we do that? How did that happen? It's a skill, folks. It's a born skill. I know, huh? Welcome to our brains. Welcome, welcome. Okay, so really quick before we get into – Daryl and I did go to Napa for the day, and it was a super fun day. But I I wanted to tell you about something that happened the day before. It was Friday. And we – where I live now – the um, salespeople, they love this street because it's 20 houses or so. They can walk up and down the route, nail everybody, and then walk out and be done. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect street to try to sell stuff. And I would say that the average age in this neighborhood is, you know, 55, 60. I mean, it's older. We're, right. we're considered the young bucks of the street. Yeah, they probably hate so, it when you guys moved in. They're like, oh, God, they have children and teenagers. Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we have, we have the dogs. only children. <laughs> Well, everybody has dogs, but all their dogs are geriatric. So right. they're, they're you all know, old they... and trained. They're not killing skunks every other day. No, and... they're not. Oh, my God. You know, you eating know my cat... snakes and leaving the tails in the... Whatever. Yeah, well, you know, Isabel, my my cat that doesn't like to come inside, she uh, presented to me a headless baby bird yesterday. Why? And then proceeded to eat it in front of me. My cats and dogs don't bring me anything. The only thing my dog brought me the other day was poop because he had I... been in the litter box. And I'm like, well, I guess it's time to clean that. I just figured it would. it's one of two things. She either brought it and presented it to me as a gift or she brought it to me as a warning. <laughs> like, a warning for what? This is what's going to happen to you. diet, I'm shit again. I will rip your <laughs> fucking head off. This is what will happen to you. That's how cats talk. They do. They're mean little things. They're not. The, they're not friendly. They're not friendly. But anyway, so um, I'm going about my day. I have to leave to pick up one of the children from school at some point, like soon. And this guy answers the door or knocks on my door. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's different. Yes. No, he knocks on the door and I see him like, oh, my God. He's like, you know, he's one of those ratty kids like 20-ish he got the khaki shorts on and like the wrinkled polo with the company logo on it he had baggy dirty jeans on and you know 
you know, those dirty looking kids that I don't sell... open the door for those people. I don't care. Well, I don't want a magazine subscription. I don't care if you were on crack once. And I don't care that you want to go to college. I have my own ones that I'll have to pay for one day. I opened the door and he was clearly intoxicated on some kind of drug. <laughs> like, probably pot, but... You know, I, okay, yes, no, it's not a drug, whatever. But he was intoxicated on some level. He was very relaxed. He looking. was inebriated of some kind, but he didn't reek of any alcohol. So I said hello, and he's like, hello. And he was kind of, he was homosexual, I'm pretty sure. And he was doing a little dance, and, you know, he's like, surprise, no, I'm not here to repossess your car. Your neighbor thought I was here to repo something. And I'm like, oh my God, um, what can I do for you? And he said, you know, he was selling some product, and he had a little, he had a lot of tattoos and he was dirty looking, but I was trying to be kind because I felt I felt a weird connection with him. And I know I'm not big on getting sucked into cons. I'm pretty good at it. I don't give homeless people money. I told you that story, right? Wait, you felt a weird connection with him, almost like there was like a, a weird, odd sexual energy between the two of you? No, more like a motherly connection, like he needed his mother. You know, he had this sad, pathetic vibe about him he was trying to front but he was really like in clear he was just he, a big bucket of hurt he needed some help he was a wounded little bird he was a wounded soul and so i was listening to him going god i feel so sorry for him because i can see that this is all an act now i realize that there are some people out there that who are they're fucking good at getting people to feel sorry for them they're good at getting money from people they look at tom cruise no, I'm just <laughs> yeah this guy well nobody feels sorry for that asshole anymore, but, but I mean like, hey that was years in the making it he has developed Angelina Jolie sure. I don't feel sorry for her well but I mean half the world thinks that you know she's some sort of weird she's martyr. a saint right right well so here's the deal with that I I I know because I I knew in the back of my mind that it was very very possible that he was conning me like maybe he wasn't really hurt maybe he's just a drug addict that that lives he's in you know carmichael over your eyes and he's just this is just his display and it's working on me every once in a while i meet somebody like that and i feel a tinge of of empathy so he's going through his spiel he shows me how this stuff will take sharpie out of a carpet and i'm like i have purchased this stuff before and it was a long time, like years and years and years ago. And it does work. And I said, well, is this the only bottle you have? Because it's kind of dirty. <laughs> so what like, was it? DD7 or something? <laughs> it was some eco-friendly cleaner. And it was like a, you know, like a big jug, like you would see a, a shampoo come in. Oh, right. Like a really big, like a quart or whatever. Yeah. So I said, well, well how much is it? And um, he said, it's $40. Oh, no, he said it's $55. And I said, okay, well, you know. I appreciate you coming, but I absolutely cannot. I am not going to spend $55 on this. And he goes, well, tell you what. He goes, I'll sell it to you for 40 <laughs> And I said, let me guess. You want cash? And he said, no, no, you can write a check. And he showed me his, you know, quote, unquote, license. His and credentials. The, the company that he works <laughs> for and all of that stuff. And I said, all right, listen, I will buy one, but I'm writing you a check. And, uh, and I'm not writing it to you what's the name of the company he's like no problem and it was he was all he, he gave me this little ratty little receipt and i said you know what <laughs> if i if i helped him out for even like a couple of days 
this is this is the best it's ever going to be. I'm never going to give homeless people money. I'm never going to donate to some, you know, ratty charities. It's just not who it's just not what I do. So this was my good deed for the year. That's it. I'm going to stop you before you start crying because I'm not going to cry. I can can see the burning sensation in your nose and eyes. (laughs) No, he didn't make me want to cry. It was simply, look, I realize that you think that I'm super like soft hearted and everything. I'm actually quite vicious when it comes to things like this. I'm not. I don't think that. (laughs) (laughs) I am not. I am very hardened when it comes to people asking for handouts. I hate that shit. I barely give money to my own children or let alone people I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at, especially where I'm at. You know, when people come to my door, you know, because I'm in the middle of selling my home. And so I get a lot of people saying like, you know, well, how much do you spend a month on your, you know, gas bill, your electric bill? You know, solar panels could really help you. And I'm like, look, dude, I'm going to be out of here in like two or three months. You know, I'm not going to. Leave me alone. And I'm trying. But that's just the thing with these salespeople. It's like it just doesn't matter what you tell them. They are Like when I am flat out honest, I'm like, I have no money to my name. I have. I I probably could use money more than you could. In fact, can I borrow twenty bucks? You know, it's just like they have (laughs) an answer for everything. And so finally, I bought. I bought the bottle. I gave him the check. And I said, what? I, and I actually, because, God, I, can't, I I think something strange happened. I must have had a migraine or something that day. Because I said, so why exactly are you doing this? Because it seems odd that, you know, a 20-something-year-old who wants to do tattoo work is selling eco-orange product. And he said, honestly, he goes, my story is really sad. And I said, well, what is it? And he oh, said, I'm you? from Oklahoma, and my family died in a fire. So initially, the red flags are going off going, okay, well, whether that's true or not, I don't even know. But clearly, he'd been in prison. But luckily, yeah, he, was he probably leaving. killed his family in a house fire, for heaven's sakes. And I now you're sitting here that. engaging this person. And he's going to come back later and kill you in your sleep. I was going to think certain. about the woman who wrote a check with her name and address on with there. She was coming back to get me. Yes, I absolutely That's thought that. Thinking. So way to go. When I when I said, okay, well, thank you very much. I go, take care of yourself. He goes, oh, I will. And he came Did back. Did you offer he goes, him a banana or something to go? No, or? but he asked if he could hug me. And I did hug him. What? He said, I know, Paula, I wasn't even drunk. I was like, he's like, I really feel like, he goes, I don't know why. He goes, but you're being so kind. He's like, can I just give you a hug goodbye? And I said, sure. So he hugged me and he walked away and I locked the doors immediately. Did you check your back pocket? Was your wallet still there? I didn't have anything on me. I don't do that. I didn't do that. Are you sure he was gay? Yes, very. And that's fine. Um, He. Well, I'm just saying because, you know. A young man just like, you know, can I just hug you? They just want to squeeze your boobs against their chest and then like beat off to it later. It wasn't a full body hug. It was a little shoulder to shoulder type of like pat pat, you know, thing. Why are and then you he telling me away. this? This story sucks. It's sad. Because it's, oh, it's well, because let me finish. Because I created an entire backstory after he left because oh, he sake. hugged me goodbye. I left like five minutes later to pick up a child and there was literally no trace of him. He was gone. Like literally gone. Poof. And I, I drove – I didn't drive around looking for him, but I did drive around yeah, going – that wouldn't hell? be creepy. 
exactly i started freaking out i'm like yes the very nice man and you know then i thought you know what maybe because i was really nice to him maybe he crossed me off of his list of revenge maybe he won't come back and kill me but he'll kill the neighbor instead who refused to buy the eco orange like the billy madison red lipstick sniper guy where yes and he's like somehow i was i i there was something about me that kept him from coming back to kill me and so maybe me being nice to him made him realize that he wasn't going to kill anyone that day and he was just going to go vanish off into thin air and he went on to another town to kill someone and not me because i bought his stuff and so daryl comes home he goes what's this stuff <laughs> yeah how'd you explain that one what's this stuff what's here this what is jug this jug of cleaner what what's is this? this jug of cleaner and is this, this a sham- is this a sham wow what is this and i said <laughs> i said oh i go yeah somebody was selling it and i bought it he goes what he goes well, well how much did you pay for it Paul? 43.50 he's like what <laughs> I said I felt really sorry for him and he said oh my god he's like I can't he go and I'm always giving him crap about buying shit at the door he buys so he bought meat at the door once he bought candy from those ratty little Russian kids that come around so we know what what gets you we need to send the skinny (laughs) scraggly you know hipster dope kid to your door that looks like he's fallen on hard times and you will basically buy a dollar bill for $20. Oh my god. When I find these flaws in myself, I quickly find a way to fix it because I clearly have sympathy for kids that remind me of my son. And well, I can't course. let that happen. Which, you know, I was going to tell you. Can't let that happen. He's not that person. I know he's not. <laughs> he was he not even not that. Be. He tried to be that person, but he was never yes. that person. He's too spoiled. He's well, too right. entitled. Right. That's what I'm saying is, is he was never that person. I know he tried to portray himself that way. But he it can't. Just, it, he was. I guess that's the he's new He's cool too well thing. off to ever be that person. And that's the thing. Actually, we joked about that with um, all of your kids and Stephanie's and Allison's kids, for that matter, when they were going through high school. And I'm like, look, I know it's hard to be middle class, white, <laughs> oppressed in suburbia. No real problems to complain about. I just can't endure it anymore. I'm so depressed. And I'd be like, what is it that you're depressed about? What, what could it possibly be? What, you're not a starter you on the football team? You have everything you want in life. Your parents are well off. You, we actually buy you clothes that look soiled, but cost probably a hundred dollars. Yes, you know? because that's the because thing. that's, that's what's in fashion. Poor is cool, everyone. Yeah, you know, and and walking around with black fingernails and eyeliner, which he borrowed from you, I remember. And oh, he stole it. Yeah, you know all no this stuff, and I'm just like, why are you trying to make yourself seem like you are so depressed and so oppressed when your life is anything but? I know. It's true. Like, that it's was their biggest problem. I'm so depressed. Why? Because I just don't even have any real problems. I know. No, my, my <laughs> friends don't understand me because I come from a good home. Right. So he's the outcast <laughs> now because, you know. And I'd be like, hey, believe me, I could pick up, I could easily pick up a Coke problem or start drinking heavily. It would be bliss <laughs> on my part if that's what you prefer. I'll smack you around a bit. But what, what do we got to do here? Yeah. Would you like me to be drunk in the afternoon? No problem. I brought the truth. You can't handle the truth. So after the conclusion of this discussion where Daryl was just incredulous to the fact that I spent $43 on a bottle of probably snake oil. That's probably going to end um, up in your garage or your closet somewhere and you'll never touch it again. Well, it's sitting on the table still. It hasn't been used. But I said, he said, I think it's time that we get away for the day. I think we've hit our level of stress. You're hey. you're giving money away. It's time to move forward. What and smart thinking. What a good husband. So the next day we woke up and decided we were going to Napa for the day. 
And um, I, we hadn't been in forever. Just it had been so long. And the stress level had been obviously very high sure. with the wedding and, you know, things that happened. Life, and yeah. so we went to Napa. It was a beautiful day. It was a little chilly, but it was beautiful. And, you know, the, the hard part about Napa for me, believe it or not, is what to wear. Oh, because yeah. it's like you want to dress somewhat nice, but you don't want to be overly dressed because you've got to hike around on these vineyards and stuff to get to the tasting rooms or, yeah. you know, just whatever. The parking lots are you know, far away sometimes. So I always foolishly wear high heels or big wedges or something and then i'm just ridiculously uncomfortable standing at the tasting area and you know by the first or second winery you're gonna be drunk so then you have to be walking around wearing these things too yeah you're wine happy so it's like you don't really want to overdo it but you still want to look nice and so i'm like oh yeah i have riding boots i bought last year so i'll just wear my riding boots <laughs> yeah i saw you try and put those on before that was effort it's- yeah, it's still an effort. We were in a hotel room for almost 45 minutes. I was oh showered, out of the shower, putting my makeup on, getting dressed, and I come out there. You're sitting on the hotel bed, breaking a Lying mild down. sweat, still yeah. rolling around. And I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, well, it's just these boots are brand new. I'm like, that is not the sign of a brand new boot. That is a boot that just does not belong on your body. It doesn't no, fit. No, they fit. No, they fit. It's just that they're there's no zipper or anything. They're actual riding boots. They're... They're fashionable, but they, they are – you pull them up. And most riding boots, you need a special, like, pulley-uppy thing. There's a tool you can get. Right. And I don't have that. So it's like now I'm – it's a, it's a battle it's, to get them on. It's called a, a servant or some, <laughs> two people. Actually, I remember in, I was just job. like, I can't believe you're wearing – right, not that I couldn't believe you're wearing this, but I'm like, God, I'm all, this is just so much effort. And I'm just like, and they don't look cheap. And you're like, you weren't – they were like $400 boots They or were $400 like boots. And But then I remember, and you said this clear as day, you're like, but I will never need another riding boot again. And I looked at you and I said, Jamie – when would you ever, ever need a riding boot? Ever. ever. Like, I, I didn't realize we were taking up horse riding, you know, or, or English riding. what other kind right. of animal riding there is. I guess that you can only ride a horse. A but. So we get there, and I'm so I'm wearing the riding boots. All is well. And we go to our first um, winery. We went to Gurgich Hills Winery, which is actually the first winery that Daryl and I went to when we weren't married yet, but we were officially together and we went to Napa for the very first time. And that was the winery we went to. So we decided to go there just to see, you know, what was what. So we get there. I walk in and we're at the tasting table and we're trying wines. And our wine server is like, it's like you could press play and he would just say this scripted whatever about this descriptions of wines he's letting us try and then he would go to the next you know uh, you know group of people and he would say the it's like rewind and say the same exact thing almost those like uh robots at disneyland that like yes you, know, you push a button it's all back in the day yes mark twain blah 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 and it starts giving the spiel yeah about, for the next you know. 20 people they just rewind it and start again hello welcome <laughs> right and it was, and I'm looking at that, and I hate, I hate people like that. It's like that. the Wally so, World moose in front. Sorry, folks, we're closed for two weeks to clean and repair America's favorite family fun park. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Weirdo. I just pictured him punching him in the nose. It's a wee when he like yeah, punches exactly. his little squeaky nose. It's all have a good day or whatever. The- <laughs> Okay, go ahead. So now I have this mission to humanize him, to get him to stop being this way. He now has to be... Why do you have to be so mentally ill? Why? (laughs) He 
has to be normal with me. I am a human, damn it. I am not a no, number. because you're special. You're special. You're going <laughs> to so, break him out of his mold. I am. I was, I was literally... I was on a fucking mission. He's going to walk away and he's going to remember Jamie Campos Minor for the rest of his life. I'm going to remember damn that woman in her riding boots, the one that made me <laughs> crack out of my shell. She changed my life. Yes, he will remember me. <laughs> oh, I was so I was so determined. Daryl's like, oh, dear. And I thought I was sick. So we're drinking our wine. I turn to Daryl and I go, this guy is an absolute snooze fest. We need Mike. We need to make Mike more human. And stop acting like a damn robot. He's like, why? What? Why does it matter to you? Can't like, we just said, because. enjoy day? <laughs> just because I was mad. I now I was mad because I'm like, I am, I am somebody, and you're not going to treat me like just some casual, faceless body that you're funneling booze down. I am going to be someone that you will talk to like a human being. And I'm positive you're the first person in his whole life that's ever tried to do this too. You know what? Some people just don't care, but I care. No. I care. I'm saying this probably happens to him all the time. I bet it doesn't. I'll tell you why. Well, let me finish and I'll tell you what happened. He actually did it himself and it was fabulous. But I was turning around. We were waiting for him to come back to give us some fume blanc. And I turned and looked and I made this startling discovery that every single woman in the place, and there was probably 40 or 50 people there. It was a pretty busy time, had riding boots on. Everybody. Every single woman had riding boots on and I was wearing them as well. And I turned and I said, and I looked around going, you know what? This in itself, I'm, it makes me a hypocrite. I am just like all the other people here. I am just another faceless woman with riding boots. No mm -hmm. wonder. No wonder. So although mine were brown and most people were wearing black. I was, I was sad for myself that I thought I was being so cute and stylish and everybody's cute and stylish. And it bugged me. Although mine were the better looking ones well, they probably were i see i just i know much like the hindu wedding we went to i know no matter what i do or where i go i'm not <laughs> going to be stylish so i just wear what's comfortable i did wear what was but comfortable I mean, still and looks stylish cute, or at least yeah actually that's the worst part when i'm trying is when i look my most ridiculous me well i think we've learned that lesson what are, what are you wearing what why why and i'm like i don't know i'm the where worst are you going? i'm gonna to... go put on more lipstick no don't I no more oh my god no more <laughs> it's a red lip you're good no more red so finally i turn and i'm giving him hardcore eye contact and he's kind of looking away looking down but he always catches my eye again i'm like of course he's looking away he's probably thinking like why the fuck is this crazy drunk lady looking at me i wasn't drunk it was our first winery so what's really great about daryl is he always steps back and just lets it happen well what is he gonna do in all honesty <laughs> i mean he's just not going what, what is he, he gonna stop you he doesn't what right well that's what i'm saying he's probably just like well this was fun so he opens up another bottle of wine because he had run out and he flings open the bottle, the, the, this mic person flings open the bottle and a piece of foil goes sailing into my wine glass from like four feet away. It goes pew, pew splashes in, in this big foil. So I've been like, you did that on purpose, didn't you? Daryl, no, because he wasn't even paying attention to us. Oh. It was the group over. And so Daryl pulls the wine glass away. I go, what, what are you doing? He goes, there's foil in your glass. He literally swiped the foil and it came and landed in your class that takes skill. so i'm like hey excuse me mike and he, he said yeah i go this party trick over here this thing with the foil in the wine he said what are you talking about i go look and he's like oh my god he goes you know the whole time i've been here for 30 years that's never happened and i'm like woohoo he remembered me <laughs> so for the rest of his life he'll remember now of course he could be lying but it was out of a script 
And for the rest of the time, he was different and normal, and it was much better. Much better. Because he, you know, made an error or flaw, or he probably, yes! tr- you know, trumped himself thinking, like, how did I do something so out of character? I'll tell you why, because Jamie Campos Minor was at your bar. That's why. See, and I would have taken it a step further. I'd be like, wow, that takes really skill to shoot it that far. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why they remember me. Hey, Hugs. Producer Dub here, founder and president of Uganon, the support group for those of us who are related to the Ugly Sisters. On behalf of Jamie, Paula, and myself, thanks for downloading the show every week and telling your friends about it. Without you, we wouldn't be able to share the ugly truth with the world. And now, back to the show. So we went to Gurgit's. We bought a couple of bottles of wine, and then we had a late lunch. We went to Michael Chiarello's restaurant, Bottega. Does that Do you mean know? something to me? Oh, okay. Michael Chiarello is a very uh, – he's local. He he had um, a couple – One of, he's one of the original cooking show type people. Okay. Um, like when Emeril was on and stuff, his show oh, yeah. was really – okay, it was it was like Napa cooking or something. I don't remember. But he's really great and um, they're very aware – they're just very present in the area that we were at. Yountville is the name of the town. Yountville. And so they have a – he has a restaurant there. I know. Yountville. And um, so we walked in and it's like a it's like a who's who of Napa. I think people literally come from all over the state to come to these ki- kinds of restaurants. You forget that Napa is a destination for people I know. like they come from all That's over. True. You know, you don't realize that when you're there. But I'm looking around going, these people are not from here. <laughs> this oh, is no. like they're from like, like a LA lot of people and stuff. fly up from like LA or you know whatever for the weekend to go to Napa, which you know for us we're lucky because it's only an hour and a half away. If that right, happens. right, and so we we walk in, lots of big uh, groups of people dining. You know, a lot of uh, sweaters with collared shirts on, a lot of uh, gray haired bald heads with their young wives mm. uh, sitting around. You know, just a lot of affluent folks. And I walked in. And I immediately, you know, we got to our table pretty quickly and I walked in and I immediately noticed that there are people who are acting like they're in like the fanciest restaurant on the planet. And so they're super dry, boring, sitting there with their small little talk and their sipping of the wines and very delicate discussions. You know, there's no uproarious laughter or enjoyment of the meal. It's just like very, you know, high mannered, highfalutin, snooty behavior. And that immediately, of course, just like Mike at Gurkha Chills, makes me want to rebel and immediately start behaving inappropriately. So what'd you do? Steal salt and pepper shaker? No, or... I didn't steal anything this time. I wasn't drunk or anything. Sat down. I'm like, there's these really cool copper goblets sitting on the table. I'm like, what's this for? And I like moved it around and, and you know, hello, I'm your server, John. And I'm like, what are these? He goes, oh, those are for water. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Water. So. gotcha. What is this water that you speak of? Is this procured here locally or do you ship this in? <laughs> is it from Italy? Just curious. So we sat down. The The meal was fabulous. The people watching was, was actually quite boring. I was getting a lot of dirty looks from women. Oh. And it wasn't like I looked outrageously good or anything that day because I wasn't there for that. I was just there, and there was a couple of women giving the, the eye, and I'm like, "What? Well, who do you think I am? Stop staring at me. I didn't fuck your husband. Go away. That happened quite a bit, actually. It was really annoying. And um, But the meal was good. We had this little uh, super ultra vanilla white couple sitting next to us because the tables were kind of close together. They were really in- enthralled in our discussions because oh. we were talking we were talking about the show, mm-hmm. talking about what we needed to do to improve it, you know, what could I do to be better, blah, blah, blah. And they were very intrigued because we obviously were in some kind of business that is entertainment. So they wanted to know who we were and what we were talking about. Oh, maybe they were thinking you were famous. They're just like, is that? 
Anne Hathaway? <laughs> no. Bridget, the, the girl from Bridget Jones's Diary? I don't know. So we ordered this um, first course we ordered. It's called polenta under glass. I don't know if you like polenta or if you used to eat it or try it or whatever, but it's kind of like an Italian grits. Yeah. It's really creamy and yummy and it's savory. So we had it. It was so delicious. I turned to Daryl and I said, I could literally lick this plate clean. It is so good. You didn't, and did you? No, okay. no, I should have, but no. And he said, oh, you mean like you did that one time? <laughs> and I said, I can't believe you went there. And so um, I said, <clears throat> really? You're going to bring it up? Because I, <laughs> the one time that I allow myself to be human. And this had to have no been, what, watching. like 12, 13 years ago at least? It was like 13 years ago. Maybe 14. <laughs> and I had made a pot roast for the first time and I thought it was delicious. The gravy was amazing and the mashed potatoes. And so mm-hmm. there was a little bit left. Nobody was in the room. Everybody, the children were very small and Daryl had taken them to do baths and pajamas and whatever. So I was sitting at the table and it was so good and I don't know what possessed me. I started licking my plate. <laughs> now, I have never to this day done it again, but I did do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I was pregnant at the time or something. It was some weird reason why I would lick my plate. And I'm licking it with absolute fervor, like blowjob licking it, like loving it. Yes. Daryl walks in and he watches me. He's like, what? What are you? Are you licking your plate? <laughs> And I, I stopped mid-lick and looked at him. And I was like, go away. Don't look at me. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God. I can't believe it. And I said, yes, I was licking my plate. And so, yes, he mentioned it in this super upper echelon restaurant. He's like, oh, you mean like that one time you licked your plate? And I went, yeah. Oh, he was just being saucy. He was being spicy. And so that led me to think about the <laughs> – most recent time that he caught me and I kind of lied to him about it of course now he's gonna know I was lying I had um I had to pee so I went pee now I don't know about you or anybody else but I talk to myself a lot like a lot um I probably do but I'm probably unaware yeah I don't hear voices or anything weird like that but I'm always replaying scenarios in my mind how I wish I had said something or if what I would do because well, you know talked me about and- this before how we've been in full-blown like fights with other people in our car but it's just us and we're playing the role of the other person yes and so I don't know what I was doing but I was in the bathroom I come out of the bathroom and then I'm in the sink area and I'd wash my hands or whatever I came out and I was full-blown conversating wow and I open up the door, but I'm not like talk talking out loud. It's like I'm whisper talking. You're like a small child because I hear children talking to themselves in the bathroom all the time, but I wouldn't expect a grown woman. I open up the door and Daryl was in the ba- was in the bedroom. I open up the door and we like basically face each other and I'm mouthing something. <laughs> and he looks at me, he goes, yes. He's like, what? And I said, oh, I, I was just singing. <laughs> I'm just singing. He's like, all right. Never mind. La, 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 la. Oh, my God. I just kind of moved oh, on. Holy night. <laughs> I was like, so brightly shining. And that's when I decided that perhaps I need to control myself a little bit and stop talking to myself. Jesus. I'm crazy. I think I'm crazy. Well, You've I mean, never done anything embarrassing and gotten caught? I mean, well, okay. So I, I was reminded of something. It wasn't like... It wasn't embarrassing because it wasn't – well, here's the other thing. We, we've been talking about this for the last couple of days because you're just like, I can't believe you haven't done anything embarrassing. And I'm like, I was thinking about it and I was thinking, 
I probably have, but I don't get easily embarrassed. Like, I don't... Okay. Because I don't care. But there was one time I was pregnant with um, my son, and my ex and I were riding in the car, and I just had this insatiable desire to have chocolate soft serve ice cream. Okay. And so we went to Dairy Queen... You know, the cone came through. It's like when you're pregnant and you have a craving, it's just like oh. the, the the cone could not be in my mouth fast enough. <laughs> it's unstoppable. It, it, it yes. was just... It's like insatiable. It's like air. You need to breathe. So I, need this cone. I took a bite and it was almost like, you know, you go to itch a really big scratch. It's like, oh, you know. Yes. Well, unfortunately, my sound came out more sexual <laughs> than it did anything else. So I licked the ice cream and I'm like... Mm. <laughs> and my ex kind of like paused and he looked over at me and he's like are, are you all right and I was so embarrassed because I didn't even mean to make the sound it just it came just, out and I was, was just so, like oh my god so primal and then he's all is that a good nice cream I'm like yeah it's delicious <laughs> so it's very good thank you very much and this was well I mean nine years ago and to this day he will never let me forget it ever it's you know <sighs> well because you know why because we are so rarely out of you know we never do anything that would indicate we're human beings like we're so perfect we try so hard to be perfect and flawless well even when you said to me because you're just like you know well, what how- I, so I was telling you a couple of things that were embarrassing. You're like, yeah, but, you know, that's not your fault. That's, you know, that's just human or that's just something you did. And I'm just like, well, that's probably why I don't do anything voluntarily embarrassing because I do, do so enough. many involuntarily <laughs> embarrassing things. You know, I don't have enough time to actually do something, you know, because you're just like, well, what else have you done? I'm like, well, one time I was in a coworker's office talking and I leaked my period so bad on one of their guest chairs I had to <laughs> carry it out to the dumpster and throw it away. <laughs> You know, that's that was, awful. and then I had to that's drive to terrible. Target and buy pants and underwear. Oh and that's God. actually happened to me multiple times. I, I bought a pair of underwear at Rite Aid once because I, I was desperate. Wait, wait, wait. They sell underwear at Rite Aid? Thank God they did because I, no I was nowhere. This is when I worked in the ghetto. So I was just like, okay, I'm not going to Dee Dee's Fashions to buy <laughs> anything. You know, I'm going somewhere where I can just get a clean pair of panties I just want a cotton pair of underwear. And that's exactly what I got. They were, you know, the mom-size white, yes. you know, BVDs <laughs> or whatever. Oh, my God. I had no idea. So, yeah, so I've had to many a times buy clothing out and about because of, you know, a wayward period or something. But um, Yeah, the, the only – I mean, I told you about the time Dad caught me pretending I was handicapped. I think that has to be normal behavior, right? I don't really know, but apparently Daryl um, informed me just the other day that when referring to someone who is more than just a little disabled or disabled, yeah, disabled, that saying that they <laughs> saying that they are incredibly disabled is inappropriate. I did not know this. Well, I said, I said, oh, he's incredibly disabled. He goes, well, what would what? you say, morbidly disabled? <laughs> I said, what? What's wrong with incredibly disabled? He goes, well, that's more of severely. You would say severely okay, disabled. Okay. And I said, he goes, incredibly disabled indicates that it's a good thing. And I said, really? No, incredibly, like ima- like hugely, like a lot. Oh, but I could see that incredibly disabled. Like, you know, it's incredible he's disabled. <laughs> it's incredibly disabled. And I said, well, you know, like 
ginormous. You know, I'm not going to say he's ginormously disabled unless he was, you know, severely. Okay, I got you. But it's severely, severely, which is something I was not apparently aware of. But whatever. I don't know. Um, The only thing I can remember, this has been going on, like the embarrassing thing of getting caught for me. Apparently, it's been going on since like I was very young. I, which is hilarious now. But when I was in fifth or sixth grade, I was in sixth grade, I hadn't hit puberty yet. And so I was super flat chested, obviously, because I had a child's body. I couldn't even imagine a time where you were flat chested. I know. That's my point is that I was very flat chested and I had this boy that would make fun of me. And towards <laughs> the. Would you towards... like to look him up to this day and just like smother your f- boobs in his face and be like, go, look at me. Go ahead, make fun of me. Yeah, Jason Gibbons. Ooh. I do remember you. And I would love to find you and, t- and show you how flat chested I am asshole little dick that's probably the case he made me very aware of the fact that i had he's like oh it's like pancakes and so when mom made me wear bras um which was towards the middle of sixth grade she's like you she goes jamie you have to wear something gotta you know starting to get that weird nubile Uh, look that girls get i know and i was so embarrassed that i had to wear a bra and so i always wore like four layers of clothes so no one could tell that i was wearing one (laughs) At some point, I decided that I didn't want to be made fun of anymore. So I started putting toilet paper in my bra. (laughs) And I wore a t-shirt once. Because I'm sure that looked uh, authentic. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What made it worse is that because I was a kid, I'm always fidgeting. And the toilet paper was probably uncomfortable in my bra. So I started itching or whatever. And so there was a big, nice chunk sticking out of my bra. For heaven's sakes. So, of course, I don't think it was Jason Gibbons. But if it was, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, and I don't know what his fascination was with my chest. But who knows? He sounds like a weird little kid. You know, and of course, it was brought to the attention of all the group. And I had to, of course, take it out and throw it away and act like it was no big deal. Oh, my God. So it's been going on for a very long time. The self-humiliation. Yeah, yes. I guess. Huh? No, I, uh, yeah, I've been pretty lucky. I, well, I mean, not pretty lucky as far as, you know, I don't inflict humiliating things on myself. I mean, I just naturally do embarrassing things. <laughs> I just hate it because I always have to reflect afterwards. I'm always like, <laughs> what I'm I so done? dumb. What am yeah. I, an idiot? There's nothing the uglies love more than some retail therapy. And now you can support your shopping habit and this show by visiting UglyTruth.com. Jamie and Paula have picked some of their favorite online stores and products and put the links in their new Ugly Mall. It's easy to find at UglyTruth.com. Remember, the Ugly Truth will never charge you for audio content. So this is the best way to support the show. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. I hear that you had some uh, prospects this week that were somewhat positive in the employment department. I did, yes. So So things, um, you know, the last couple weeks, things have been pretty quiet. I mean, I would say every week I at least, you know, have a phone interview or some sort of call or contact, you know, seeing if I'm still looking. So that's always, you know, a plus. But you know, it's still not a job. So um, anyways, I actually did go on an interview this week and um, and then I had a really good phone interview. But one of the companies I've been talking to is a family-owned company. And nice. so it's like a blah, blah, blah and sons or, you know, blah, blah, blah and daughters or, you know, one of those companies. And so right. when I was talking to them, I was talking to one of the and sons. <laughs> And okay. um, I'm like, oh, so you really are the Ansons. He's like, well, I'm a second gen- generation of the Ansons. And so cool. I'm like, okay. 
he and his brother, though, share an office. And oh. so we walk in there and he's like, oh, we're remodeling. Um, you know, so right now my brother and I share an office. You know, he's like the VP of operations. His brother's the VP of sales. And so his brother wasn't in the office. And so I made the joke saying like, oh, you know, if my sister and I shared an office, I'm like, we'd probably spend most of the day like throwing paper clips at each other or just gossiping, <laughs> so you know, not actually get any work done. done. And so he started laughing. He's like, well, he's all, that's, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> so then um, – He's like, but, you know, my brother's in sales, and so he's not here a lot. I'm like, yeah, really? I'm like, if my sister was in sales and she was hanging around, I'd probably be like, you know, why are you here? Do you need something to do? Go go sell something. Get go out of here. Go sell something for someone. God. Get out of here. Go make money. Make some money. So it made me think. I'm like, I wonder how that must be working, though, with your siblings. I mean, we, quote, unquote, work together, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not – I don't know. It's, it's not It's not like we're going to an office every day. We don't have, you know, desks. We don't have a front store or anything of that nature. Don't you think we'd feel weird if we both sat somewhere and we had desks? I think we would not get a thing done. I think that you and I, well, all four of us, oh God. for that matter, well, <laughs> that would just be like... There no progress. No, there'd be nothing. Well, I just happening. think about the times where mom worked in an office, and on the weekends she would have to take us in there. And so, of course, you know, we all assume the role of you know some office professional. And so yes, we would play. We'd go in the office, and then you know, all of a sudden you hear the ding dong. Stephanie, <laughs> please report to my office. <laughs> Stephanie, please report to my office. And so then you know, and yeah, and bring a notepad. <laughs> you know, and it's just like whatever. <laughs> like, we had the person report and then yep. you know, would accidentally leave it on intercom. I can't believe you messed this up. That's it. You're fired. You can't fire me. You know, and we just have. But so this was we as did. children, but I don't imagine much would change as adults. Like I can I only imagine, especially with an intercom system, we'd be like, Stephanie, did you have sushi for lunch? Please report to me after you've gone to the bathroom. Oh, my God. Especially if you had a warehouse full of workers. They'd be like, oh, God, they're up They're up to it again. I mean, I think it'd probably Just need to get my check and go. Right. I think it might be a fun place to work. But then after a while. But here's the other thing is no one else could ever get away with it. Like, oh, God, no. If someone, you know. A, a, oh, they tried to be a, a worker bee tries to get on the, uh, you know the intercom and they're just like jamie please report to me after you get out of the shitter they'd be fired yeah we would be difficult you know what i think we'd be difficult to work with like having a staff yeah that's it, probably... we, we'd have to figure out some way to do something where we only need it because you know we're really nice to customers yeah. we've always been really good with customers it's it's the we couldn't have other people working well, for us here's the 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 truth of the matter is we'd all have our roles anything employee or, you know, business side related would have to run through me. It just would have oh, to. Oh, well, God forbid. Because you guys couldn't, you can't deal with the, the public. I can't too. Are you kidding? You and Allison. It's don't you classify me with Allison in anything. Wait a minute. Now wait. Stop it right now. You guys just have this way about people and, and a way of talking to them that just makes them feel like, vagabonds or i don't know it's just like you like really they're just not just human tread lightly young oh, lady whatever. so my point is is that and i've done human resources for as long as i could that does not remember. make you a good customer service representative okay it makes me good with employees yeah well you can work with employees all you want i'm talking about the public well, i'm talking about fine. the you can deal with both. i'm just saying if we had a staff that they i should deal oh, those relations staff relations well i'm not it, it's not going to be like all right here's the rules of the place don't look jamie in the eye ever never address her directly always go through me whoa doesn't have to be that way sounds like a fine rule to me but (laughs) i'm just kidding oh please yeah you could have like a light switch like at the doctor's office like when the light outside of her door is red (laughs) don't 
walk past there actually go around well here's the problem with us working together if the four of us actually worked together we'd all sync up oh God. and there would be two weeks a month where we would be unbearable un- completely unapproachable business would have to shut down operations that's when that's when that's we when daryl comes red. in <laughs> yeah, right. literally that's when daryl comes in to take over see daryl's probably the closest to understanding us and yes. and as an outsider and so this was funny to me the other night um and i i don't really remember mom saying anything to us until we got older like when we made when we talk about us sisters and mom will be like, Oh, you and your sisters, or you and your sisters this, or you and your sisters that, you know, like yeah. like we're connected, obviously. So Ryan and Olivia, my children, you know, they play together a lot, they do things. And sometimes Olivia will say things and I'm like, What? And Ryan's like, Oh, mom, she means this. And I'm thinking, how does Ryan know what she means? And, you and don't. I don't. I'm her mother. You know, like I should know these things. But right. I wonder if siblings you know, have like their own language or they have their own way of understanding each other. Yeah. One statement, Princess Purple Hole. Okay. That's different. That no, isn't. <laughs> that is not. Ask mom and she'll have absolutely not. She had to be given the definition several times before she understood what the hell we were talking about. Well, poo job. What's a poo job? Does anyone on the planet besides the four of us know what a poo job is? So if I go, ah, <laughs> I know what you that is. You know what that That's true. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. We you're did right. have our own we language. We do have our own language. So Olivia walks in and she's decided the other night that she's going to play teacher. So she's got like a chopstick or a pencil or something in her hands and she's waving it and she's like, science! Science! <laughs> you hear me? Science! And so I'm like, science? Like, what and Ryan's like, he's like, mom, she means silence. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, we had the, we had the same. We had, you know what, every every little group. I remember, um, you know, when the we had, you know, basically we had four children together. I mean, when you consider that we're a blended family, there were four children being raised in our home mm-hmm. for quite some time. And so there would be knockdown dragouts. There would be arguments. There'd be silent treatments. There'd be tears and screaming God. and all kinds of stuff. And then you add cell phones with texting. And then it takes the arguing to a whole new level because then they can argue all day long and we won't even know about it. But isn't it it quiet at least? Yeah, it is. So something occurred. This was a couple of years ago. Something occurred and I asked Tyler about it, the oldest at the time, you know, and I said, so what's going on with, um, you know, Natalie and Mackenzie? Is there some kind of issue that I need to know about? He looked at me dead in the eye, stoic, and he said... Mom, don't mess with sibling affairs. <laughs> sibling affairs. And he affairs. turned around and walked away. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm the mother. I get to know everything about what goes on. siblings. I get to know what happens. He's like, don't mess with sibling affairs. <laughs> like it's a mafia or something like that. Isn't it though? Well, Think you know, it. it's true. I mean, there's been plenty of times where mom has tried to, you know, crack the code of the Uggs and it can't, she can't, and she made us. And it's true. When we have vowed to not tell a soul something, nobody will know. It's, I mean, it's, it's, you might as well, it's like it never even happened. That's basically the truth. It's like nothing ever happened. It's like we don't even know what you're talking about. That is so I don't even funny. know what you're saying. But I mean, I know not every sibling relationship is like that but yeah i feel sorry for those people well i mean but i think it also goes to show i mean we're not teenagers or young children and you know our sister bond is strong as ever and 
yeah. you know, it can be developed and evolved at any time. So it takes a lot of trust and it takes a lot of honesty yeah. to have the kind of relationship we have. Uh, tumultuous childhood helps too because oh, right. it creates yeah, this bond that no one can break. That, that does help when you have no one else to go to. But it's true. It does. But it but clearly, you know, our kids have it too and they don't have to their childhood's nothing like ours well i think it's because we've instilled in our kids the importance of family and the importance yes. of your brother and sister and you know they're going to be all that they have when they get older and you know that's they need to keep that in mind so just don't start a company together although this has been fun and i think you know this could turn, this this little brand could turn into something awesome that all four of us can be a part of i totally think it will I do too. So, okay, so I read the funniest story. Speaking of siblings, I read the funniest article the other day. This woman and this man, they were married. They had three children, and by the third child, the husband had filed for divorce, and he was started suing his ex-wife because the children that they had were so ugly, in his opinion, that (gasps) he couldn't believe that they came from him. Because so he, he thought he thought she was cheating. He thought she was an cheating, and he's just like because this, these children are so horrifically ugly. What country was this in? I want to say it was China or something like that. But Asian? he said that it was to the point where it's just like he was just horrified to look at their last baby. <laughs> so he, oh that, so he sued, and then she finally broke down at the lawsuit and admitted to having a hundred thousand dollars worth of plastic <gasps> surgery before they ever oh. met. Oh my god so she was a lie she was a walking lie there is a before and after picture of her and it's not good like was she pretty bad looking like was she did she look like she kind of reminded me incredibly of like, disabled <laughs> no she kind of reminded me of like um you know when you see movies of like the vietnam war and there's like yeah. the little villager that's like got like the pasty clothes on they've got bad teeth their eyes are kind of yeah. sunken in and they're just like you know <gasps> sickly looking she looked like that but oh then she got transformed and she literally looked like a China doll. You know, she Why had Why in the hell wouldn't she tell her husband about this? Well, I think because he was an attractive and affluent gentleman, I think that, you know, she didn't want to risk losing out on an opportunity like that. I can't even believe that he I I will say I didn't read the entire article, but I saw the the family photo. Yeah. And I did see the three children and they have little pig faces. They do have pig noses. Like I mean, they are genuinely they look almost misshapen. I mean, they don't even look normal. There's something a little off about their noses, yeah. A little. They don't have any, like, nose cartilage. It's just, like, they these children look like they have no nose and just two holes for, for a snout. Kind of like a Michael Jackson. <sighs> Michael Jackson at least had, like, a Peter Pan-looking thing or at the end. Or, like, a wall plug. That's kind Oh, of- my God. It's just so sad. And I'm thinking... One of them is a girl. I mean, guys can get <laughs> – ugly guys can get away with a lot it's, in life. And you want to talk to me about nose problems and being a girl? Here's the other thing, though, Paula. How in the hell did someone living in China have three children? There's a law. No, you have to pay an extra tax. Oh. So anyway, so he sued her and he won like $125,000 and she'll have to pay him and they are divorced. But he basically, you know, just said these children are are hideous. They're ugly. I don't (gasps) get it. And it's if you look at her before picture, picture, it makes sense that they look just like her. Because if you look at the parents now, the children don't match the parents. They don't. But it's because she had $100,000 worth of plastic surgery. She basically reconstructed her entire face. Right. And, you know, so when I was little, mom broke her nose. 
And she had a surgery done. So I have this gargantuan nose. I don't know where. It's not gargantuan. Let me me say my piece. And so it's massive. I have no chin. (laughs) I'm basically a thumb with a giant nose on it. And I looked at mom and mom's got this tiny little nose with like a little bulb at the end. Dad's got a nose, but it's more of like a straight, hard line Indian kind of nose. Yes, It's not like this bumpy glob, you know, like hybrid Jew, whatever kind of nose. (laughs) Little clay nose. I don't know what it is. It's awful. And so I look at it and I'm like, I just don't understand where this came from. And so I don't know if it was mom. Actually, I'm almost positive it was Stephanie. Because Stephanie always liked to tell things that would hurt someone's feelings. Um, Stephanie (laughs) told me, she's like, well, mom had a nose job. And I'm like, what? Like, I felt so betrayed. Like, I felt, I'm like, why do you get to walk around with this gorgeous, perfect nose? And then you you have me and I am cursed with this thing on my face. First of all, everybody was born when she had that nose job. I mean, let's be real. She ran into a glass door. That's how she broke her nose. But she could have fixed the bad nose. She had them. Yours? No, hers. They did. She did. That's when she had it fixed. She had it fixed, but they also shaved off the the bone on the hump. You know? Yes, they did. Well, they they did they did do they gave some her cosmetic a nose work job, right? While they were in there, and you know what's really funny is that they won't do that anymore. Yeah, and you know how you know that? Because I tried to get it done. I have a deviated <laughs> septum. I went to the doctor because it does cause me sinus infections and discomfort and headaches. Yes. And I said, okay, hey, well, we're in there, and he's like, you know, insurance companies have really cracked down. They don't let us do that they anymore. Are, and I'm like, I know. Oh, dang it. Well, you know, I have a herniated navel that I have to get fixed. And I, uh, my doctor said, I'm sending you to a surgeon. I'm not sending, don't go to a plastic surgeon. And I'm like, why? He said, your insurance isn't going to cover your tummy tuck if you try to get a herniated navel fixed at a plastic surgeon's office. So just don't try to circumvent. Just get it done. And then if you want your tummy tuck, just go later. And I'm like, damn it. Oh, you were going to try and get a tummy tuck from that? Well, they're in there anyway. They're already there. Just well, yeah, but they're not the... like lopping off skin or anything like that. I mean, they're just they're just sewing something back into place. <laughs> hey, if they're cutting me open, they can they just can kill two birds with one stone. But no, we nobody lets you do that anymore. Is the point? So mom mom got in under the wire. She got in under the wire and got it fixed. But 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 my point was is I didn't know she had had that surgery done. So then think about these kids. They're looking at these parents that are you know beautiful. And I'm sure they get made fun of at school. Who's our father, mother? Because it's certainly not this guy. They had a DNA test done because the dad was insistent that that was not their child. Because it didn't look like him. And it didn't look like her. If she literally had these children and was still not willing to fork over the truth, I'm glad he divorced her. That's a huge, that's a huge deception. And here's the thing. In my opinion, both of these people are beyond crappy individuals. I mean, it's just, you, I don't care what your child looks like. If it's your child, you don't deny it. You know, so what if you're, you know, here's the other thing. Why the hell did they have, keep having them? I mean, okay, I can understand having the two thinking, okay, one is a fluke, two same fluke why would you have a third well i think what happened was is it was when she finally had the last baby that the baby was born and it was just ugly from birth perhaps i mean seriously think of how much 
deception had to occur for this woman to to snatch this rich guy. Well, she must have been rich too. She could spend a hundred thousand dollars on her. I mean, just because you're ugly doesn't mean you're not rich. Yeah, but you know what? It's how hard can it be to get loans and whatever it takes to get that stuff done? I mean, I mean, and you know, I bet you to be honest, when you get something like that done, you probably don't even think about your children possibly being ugly because if she married a really good looking man she's hoping it got watered down is what she's hoping right she hoped the ugly jeans kind of got a little scrubbed i want the truth you can't handle the truth i don't i really don't think his anger stems from that i think his anger stems from the fact that this bitch lied he divorced her and sued her because he thought for sure she had been unfaithful they got the dna test and he's just like our children are too ugly i can't do this and that's when she finally cracked under the pressure and said, I had $100,000 worth of plastic surgery before I met you. These are your children. This is just how I looked. Yeah. The, I think that he divorced her because she's a liar. That is a huge lie, Paula. Do you mean to tell me that if you, if it was the other way around, if you, if you squirted out some kid that looked like a mutant, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? This is, I have Campos babies. This yeah. is not a Campos baby. Here's the thing. I would not, I, I would not blame someone for divorcing me for the lie or for being a bad person for doing those things. But, you know, there are plenty of people who divorce for various reasons, but it is never the children's fault. It's not the children's fault. It's her fault because she's a liar. It has nothing to do with that. He was not expecting these three piglets. He did not know he had been deceived until after he divorced her. It wasn't until he sued her, and that's when she finally said, okay, I did have plastic surgery before we met. And this is what I looked like before. And, and you know what? When this episode drops, we'll post the picture. And she was pretty sad looking. She looked incredibly, <laughs> she looked incredibly ill. <laughs> well, it's obviously not someone he would choose to take to dinner on. No, uh, he wouldn't choose to do anything with that. He'd, pro he'd probably buy some carpet cleaner from her. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> on that note... That is uh, enough ugly for this week. We'd like to thank, as we did before, um, our listeners, our new ones, our old athletic supporters. We like you. We love you. Thanks to our producer, Deb, for doing what he does behind the scenes um, and making us sound amazing every week. Um, we do have a little bit of exciting news. Well, exciting for us. I think it's exciting. We have, so we're, we're coming up on one year, I think, what, in January or February of doing the show? I think it's... It's February. But it's been basically a year at, that we've been doing the show. And, um, you know, we, yeah, we round up. Right. And <laughs> we are just so thankful and so grateful for all the little fans that we have. Um, and it's getting to be the most wonderful time of the year, which is Christmas cards. And ding, so ding, 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 as our ding, way ding, of ding, giving ding. back thanks and, and letting people know like, hey, we like you. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. We would like to send out some Christmas cards, um, but we don't know how to reach anyone. So we are asking everyone to please go to UglyTruth.com. Click on our contact page, and then there's a form there for you to fill out with your name, address, you know, all that good stuff. And we will send you a Christmas, an ugly Christmas card this year. Yes. Send us your address, and we will send you a Christmas card. Yes. And that way no we'll No nudity. They're not nudie cards. So if you're interested, please click on our website again. Go to the contact page, fill out the form, 
and click submit and we're not going to sell the list or anything to you know no god no no this is just for our own personal uh list so that we can send out christmas cards to people who would like to get one yes because we you know we think it's exciting i i love christmas cards personally i love sending them i love receiving them i just think it's you know a fun nice way to you know do that recognize the little relationship well, and it's just fun to see people's families and you know all that kind of stuff so we really love it and oh actually um, you want to send one to us we should put up an address for that we need to get a maybe like a p.o box or something like that yeah. so we'll work on that yeah because we want to see your i want to see your christmas too. cards too that would be so fun. That would be fun. Okay. Okay, cool. Yay. Christmas it's a thing. Card it's a thing. It's a thing okay. now. We're doing it. We're doing it. So enjoy your week. We'll see you next week. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Aw, aren't you sad it's over? Don't worry. We'll have another episode for you very soon. In the meantime, connect with The Uglies online at Facebook, Twitter, and at UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. <laughs>